Welcome back, listeners, to a brand new post-game episode. And the title of today's episode is The F Wrong With Y'all Today in response to a comment that Steeler head coach Mike Tomlin made to an official. I have my partner in crime to my left, as always. What's up, Big Neil? Dark day, Lance. Sun is out, but uh, this was a particularly painful loss for the Steelers on several levels. Final score, 20-10, to 10, in favor of the hated Jacksonville Jaguars at Akrahine Stadium this afternoon. The Steelers not only lost the game, they lost, it seems like, at least two players for something of an extended period of time. We are waiting to hear details of that. We probably won't get anything significant for a while, but free safety. Minka Fitzpatrick left early in this game with what appeared to be a hamstring injury, something that, as we know across the NFL and within the Steelers' locker room, is likely for a skill position player, something that is going to keep him out for a couple of weeks, i.e. Deontay Johnson. Uh, along with that, of course, the probably the biggest of them all, we saw quarterback Kenny Pickett go down with some type of rib or shoulder injury on a play that uh, surprisingly was not flagged by the officials, despite it fitting pretty much every criteria for uh, the rule of not dropping your weight onto a quarterback when you were tackling them. No flag on the play, no points for the Steelers on that drive, but they did lose a quarterback, bringing our old friend Mitch Trubisky back in the game. <laughs> and Lance, I'll tell you what, I don't know if Mitch Trubisky has had a worse performance than what he did today. Um, there, there are so many things technically, fundamentally, that are wrong with him. It, it's, it's extremely difficult to see uh, a, a team having any success short of throw the ball toward George Pickens, let him catch it, let him make a leaping play to score a touchdown, which was probably the only good thing Trubisky did. However, we did get to see Mitch Trubisky on a free play slide in the pocket, in the pocket <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage, nullifying the free play. But at least yeah. he completely chunked the next play, throwing an interception on a, 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 a horrendously thrown ball toward three defenders in the middle of the field. That that pass had essentially no chance of being completed. Um it, Total loss with him yet again. Uh, the Steelers do not have a chance to win games if Mitch Trubisky is in there. I'm not even 100% sure they have a great chance of winning a whole lot with Kenny Pickett. But if Kenny Pickett is out for a little bit of time, and if you do recall, uh, he did come out onto the field uh, during halftime and try to throw a little bit. That didn't work. They sat him down and then declared him out. So, um, yeah, they lost the game, but they lost a lot more with this one. And Before, uh, it's, yeah, it's not good. absolutely. Before we jump into it, make sure you like and subscribe to the program again. If you want to join the New Standard Experience, join us live. You can on YouTube do a search for the New Standard and Lance Williams and or Neil Kulong. We come on live after the game, roughly about 15 minutes after. This game went a little bit long, so we are starting the show a little bit later. want to apologize for that. Also, you can get the show however you get your podcast. Do a search for the new standard and as always i have my partner in crime to my left neil kulong this is a weird game not a lot to talk about in this game in my opinion so we're going to open this up to a lot of your questions and we're going to interact with a lot of your comments so make sure uh you get your comments in and, and big up to double h safe travels coming over from heathrow 
I want to jump into a couple of comments you made at the start of the program about the injury uh, to Minka Fitzpatrick and the injury to Kenny Pickett. Uh, of course, the Steelers are on third play Thursday of this week against Tennessee on a short week. Uh, not knowing anything about uh, that injury, do you think, uh, given that it's ribs, you know, what's your thoughts just having very little information about the injury, your thoughts on will Kenny Pickett be available in a short week on Thursday? Uh, a knee-jerk reaction, short week, absolutely not. No way. Um, up until you said that, I, I, I forgot they're playing Tennessee on Thursday. Uh, Pickett will not play in that game. A rib injury, um, as somebody that at a very low level uh, used to throw a ball uh, and has had a rib injury and tried to throw a ball, um, I don't care who you are. That's extremely difficult to turn around and play. Little uh, it, it, Little my turtle? opinion, no, God, no, <laughs> give us that. <laughs> Even with that, though, when you don't feel your side, you don't feel your body, you can't control it. Uh, the team would be worse if he played on that. Uh, my guess is he would not play. Um, we'll we'll see. I'm not going to you know put anything in stone. I'm not even close to a doctor. I'm not in the locker room, but I, I couldn't imagine that he plays. Um, if he does, it really goes to show the complete lack of confidence they have in their backup quarterback, and I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, and the oh, way uh, you know way Steelers freak. Great comment by Steelers freak. The way Pickett was playing. Or he said Pocket was playing. I wonder if that was an intentional play on words. If so, that was a clever typing snafu. Uh, it, it, you know, given the way that Pocket was playing, it may not really matter. Another thing I wanted to ask, because I was, um, you know, going back and forth debating with a couple of guys on X. It's so weird to call Twitter. I'm X, not calling it X. Uh, no. X on whatever. Elon. Uh, that's what I'll call it. Uh, I was going back and forth with some Steeler guys on Elon and fight the power. Just call it Twitter. It's what it is. <laughs> Elon. <laughs> and uh, a, a prominent Steeler guy in, in this, in this space was talking about uh, the hamstring injuries uh, that are starting to crop up. You think there's anything uh, with that, anything systemic about the hamstrings or is this just, you know, give me your best uh, uh, holiday in. I'm not a doctor thought on, uh, the Steelers hamstring stuff. Hamstrings, you know, they, they tear in this game. Um, wet field, cold weather. Uh, there are a lot of, lot of different things can contribute to it. A uh, large part of it is genetic. You know, you, you can't necessarily uh, suggest it's a training thing. It's an overwork thing. Uh, but that could be a part of it. I, I just think it, it happens to be um, early on. You might see a little bit more of it just due to, you know, kind of getting used to, as Mike Tomlin would say, the wear and tear of the National Football League. But by and large, it's going to happen again. You know, somebody else is going to tweak their hamstring, probably a skill position player uh, having to violently uh, juke back and forth. It, it'll it'll happen eventually on, on a wet track like they had today in pretty cold weather. Uh, not at all surprising. Somebody yes. was, it's going to happen to somebody. I want to jump into something that you said in, in, in last show uh, about this offense. Uh, but before I do one thing, one, one thing, well, let me jump into that. You were talking about the offensive line play and how this offense is probably more susceptible uh, to being impacted by inconsistent offensive line play than some other teams particularly because some other teams have better signal callers. They have better quarterbacks who can sustain offense and not have to have uh, perfect offensive line play. 
They can they can uplift bad offensive line play with their play, their knowledge of the game, the way they execute offense, so on and so forth. And I think we see uh, right now with Kenny Pickett in this offense is that if they don't get outstanding offensive line play, their offense is going to sputter. And it feels like to me that their best offensive option right now is spam George Pickens. I mean, clearly, I mean, I don't know. Spam George Pickens. I mean, in this game, I'm not sure how many targets George Pickens got. Well, let me look it up real quick here. I think George Pickens got about, I'm going to say five targets. Uh, He got five targets, had one catch for 22 yards. But riddle me this, an offensive game plan where I think your best offensive weapon gets five targets and a lot of those targets late in the game, I'm not sure that's a recipe for success. I don't think there is a recipe for success within this offense, first and foremost. Let's just put this on an even playing field. We do need to be cognizant of the fact that Pickens has volume stats, but George Pickens is contributing as much as anybody to one of the worst offenses in the league. Let's not make it out to be like he's unstoppable or something (laughs) because clearly he's getting stopped. They're all getting stopped. Yeah, it's not... Pickens is an exceptionally talented player. There are things that he can do well, but at the end of the day, when you have an offensive line that doesn't provide adequate protection consistently, you have a quarterback that can't make throws. And we've glossed over this to to this point in the show. Uh, Kenny Pickett was outright terrible today. Horrible. I don't know how he missed Deontay Johnson on a very simple slant. It was a JV throw. He missed behind him by like two yards. I mean, he was nowhere close to him when Johnson slipped. And of course the broadcasters say that's why the the play wasn't made. Absolutely not the case. He had to go back across his entire body just to try to get a hand on it. And he still didn't do it. That's why he slipped. Pickett missed several throws today. You and I went off on this after the San Francisco loss. He was like that today. And if you want to blame weather or whatever, fine. Weather ain't getting better. Okay. It's late October now. It's only going downhill from here. And if that's the best that you're going to see of Kenny Pickett, then look, I'm off the bandwagon because he hasn't played a good game yet this year. And he, if anything, you could argue he's gotten worse in some area each game. I, I don't have any faith in him throwing the ball. They should be much more functional right now than they are. And they're not. A large part of why the offensive line is not particularly good is because their quarterback isn't good. Okay. That's the way it works. Tom Brady always played behind the best offensive line that ever lived, right? Why? Because he threw the ball in two seconds. You don't get sacked often in two seconds. Pickett hangs onto the ball way too long. He's not reading the field. They're not giving him difficult stuff to look at. You saw it today, and I, I have ripped on Matt Canada as much as anybody here has. If you are going to try to blame offensive coordination for this, the performance today. Yeah, it didn't feel like that lot, today. Okay. Pickens Pickett missed multiple throws early. Johnson dropped two passes that, frankly, big money receivers need to catch. Not the easiest because, of course, his quarterback <laughs> isn't particularly good. He's got to be able to make plays like that. And he didn't do it. They had the opportunity early in this game to take control, and they failed to do it. They didn't run the ball for anything because they're, they're both of their running backs are regressing on a game-to-game basis, and their offensive line is not blocking up front. They're not getting pushed. They're not doing anything. I didn't think the pass protection today was terrible. 
I honestly, I, I didn't think it was that bad until the end. Dan Moore looked like yeah, late it was bad. Right? It was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're also going up against guys that have absolutely no fear of the run, and they're they're financially motivated by getting sacks. It's hard to stop yes. guys in that situation. Yeah, yes. but Dan Moore got whipped <laughs> on two plays, and we're like, oh boy, that's bad. You're going to remember that. Yeah, I, I, I love Steelers freak comment. I came for Lance's ability to sugarcoat the state of the Steelers. Let me defend myself, Steelers freak. See, when you do a program, you have to have a little bit of positivity. Now, I have tried to change my outlook to find the brighter, finer things in life. With everything that I look for, I look for the light. But let me let me give you full disclosure. You know, when I watch the games, I write notes down. And the, the second note that I wrote down, and this was probably like, I'm going to say two and a half minutes into the game. I wrote elements, comma, Canada, comma, picket, comma, and O-line is a positive K voice, a bad combination. I, that's, that's what I wrote two minutes into the game, that elements, Canada, picket, and this offensive line is the worst combination for 2023 offensive yep. football that you can find. The, like with this with this team, if it ain't going absolutely right, and this is football, it ain't going to go absolutely right a majority of the time. It, they just none of them make each other better. You know, the yes. quarterback the quarterback can make everybody better. The quarterback can make an offensive line better. An offensive line can do something for the quarterback, not a ton though. But either way, they're not working in, in unison with one each other to, to lift each other up. I know how like new age that sounds, but it's the truth. They don't get better playing together. And if anything, they're, they're not really any different than they were. This team isn't improving anymore. And it's, it's fr- today was frustrating to watch for that reason because they weren't far off. It was it, Early, it wasn't far off. They got behind. Guys got hurt. Uh, Deontay Johnson was also injured. Did I mention that? It looked like he had some type of, of rib injury as well. Um, I know it, 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 in the broadcast, they showed a, a route that he ran where he, he ran a post away from the ball across the middle and just randomly fell down, saying that that's indicative of him being hurt without realizing that he does that literally all the time. May or may not be an injury type of thing, but he looked like he was in quite a bit of pain. Um, that might be a problem in a short week game. But Johnson got 14 targets today. He missed opportunities. He left plays on the field, and he had a decent game overall. That's the best they're getting, though. I understand Pickens is making big plays, and he did today too. That's great. That helps. But it's in a vacuum. It's not like it's not being propped up by anybody else. And you can't throw a guy like that the ball 17 times a game. They need to get more consistency. They had absolutely nothing from their running backs today. Nothing. I made a joke on Twitter, Najee Harris citing at the end when they gave him 10 free yards for his fantasy owners. There, there was nothing of value today Najee's been from dropped. any offensive player. There really wasn't. Najee's and been it, dropped by all fantasy improve. teams. I all fantasy hoped, owners. I would hope so. I had people asking me all offseason, should I take Najee in the first round? No. <laughs> no, a- no, absolutely, absolutely not. One number that particularly jumps out when you look at the game book, we talk about the fat ass downs. Steelers three of twelve on third down. I'm going to like finish similar against the Rams too. Yeah, I'm going to finish compiling my first down stats, but the first down stats aren't really good as well. And, and you pretty much, when you watch this offense, you can pretty much predict what's going to happen. 
if first down, if they're not successful on first down, you can pretty much guarantee they're going to punt. And I was asking on X, Elon Musk, Twitter, whatever we want to call it, is 12 and out a thing? Like I kept asking, is six and out a thing? Is nine and out a thing? Is 12 and out a thing? Is that really a thing? I was joking. I'm not, I I have no idea, but honestly, could the, what would the the Steelers team record be for consecutive three and outs to start a game? Can't be more than five, right? Cause that that feels like it. It feels like it's like, they got got their first four. They got their first, first down on the 14th play, nine minutes left in the second quarter of this game. And they actually went on a pretty nice drive. We, We saw some good things. They just they left it on the field early. That wasn't Canada, okay? That wasn't planning. The plays were there to be made, and the players did not make them today. It, it, I'll I'll die on that hill. And 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 that's what football is. You know, football is a combination of scheme execution, um, and they're they're not like at times it's just not gelling together where the scheme is matching the the execution, and it's just this. Join it and um, you know, blue gold. <laughs> Why is blue gold posting 28 eggplants? I'm scared. Let me ask you this question, uh, from Double H. Uh, why the heck are the Steelers, it seems, using the first quarter to test out defensive schemes? I didn't think uh, answer that question, but my thought about it, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think that was the case today. I thought the plan actually and the coordination of the offense in the first quarter was okay i thought the execution was the issue if we want to point yeah. to something in fairness Rick, I, I don't know what to tell you the ball to to johnson uh this has come up as well i'm not i won't get into the details of this i've i've done scoring before uh, not at the nfl level but i know the people that do that they're not going to call that a drop for johnson the the standard for a drop is pretty high I don't mean that it's extremely complicated, but when you have a guy that, that's stretching out and the ball hits his fingertips like that, probably not a drop. That's not really what you want to call a drop. However, you're a $20 million receiver. You catch that damn ball, okay? And on top of that, he's streaking down the center of the field. There is no reason to overthrow him if you're an NFL quarterback. You have to hit that throw. That should be on his hands. I, I don't, you know, I'm not looking to line up responsibility. The throw needs to be made. The ball needs to be caught. Both of those things need to happen. That didn't today. That play worked fine. He was open. Okay. Look at everything else that happened. Jacksonville did not see what was happening. Our guys beat their guys on that play. The throw to the sideline that by rights should have been picked off. It, it, Pickett saw Johnson. Johnson put a great move on the defender and he was open in. Johnson read that correctly. Pickett looked away and then threw it out. No reason to throw that ball out. Didn't even look to see that his guy fell. You know, that wasn't an error. He wasn't going out. Pickett didn't read the field, didn't see what was going on. These are not coordination problems. These are talent problems. They need to coach them up for sure. But overall, this was yet another example of uh, overall an inept offense costing them what should have at least been a competitive finish. But you had no hope offensively by the end of this. In, in let me answer. Let me answer your question, Neil. And it's not necessarily three and out. It's not necessarily three and outs. 
we're talking about consecutive drives for punts. Yeah. And I was thinking about that this was the case. And it occurred in the opening game 2021 against Buffalo. They punted on their first five drives. Yeah. They punted the entire first that half. Was, they they came back out too. in the seventh drive, got two field goals in their seventh, eighth drive, and scored, of course, the touchdown uh, on, on the ninth drive. And they ended up winning the game. They scored on their next four drives after they punted on their first six drives. So, and, and, and that goes back to a Sounds point right. I want to make. And that goes back to a point I want to make. And because we were going to name the show, It's Hard to Win Football Games, Tomlin Style. Now, I think what we've developed or what we've seen, this game is Tomlin Style. And Tomlin Style games are games that where you have solid defensive play, offensive ineptitude uh, to win Tomlin games. They kind of look like solid defense, inept offense, turnovers you get, you get a special teams play. One of those two, somehow you win a game. Special teams, in terms of your place kicking is solid, you make your field goals, somehow you win a game. Not a lot of margin of error to win. In this game, you got an offensive penalty on a field goal attempt to take points off the board. The other team got turnovers. Uh, You could do nothing on offense. Your quarterback gets knocked out. There isn't much room for error when you play Tomlin-style football. And this is what we talk about week after week about how Tomlin-style is not sustainable. It's too hard to win Tomlin style football because this is what it looks like and it can go bad at any point of the game and you get losses. Tomlin style is not sustaining winning style. What did you say that Tomlin style was, Neil? Um, I I don't remember my exact words, but Tomlin style. Yeah, it's it's, uh, you you win almost half the time. And a a lot of those games are won in, in such a fashion that you can't expect it to be repeated. And today is a great example of that against the Rams. That was kind of a a, looking at it in retrospect over the last three years, last week's win against the Rams was a Tomlin kind of win. And what happened today? They had the grandest opportunity to win a Tomlin style game. What did they do? They regressed to the mean Mitch Trubisky goes in. You, You can't win anyone's style with Mitch Trubisky on the field. I don't know how you could think that that is sustainable, but that's how they've built the team. And that's how they're calling the game. That's how they're setting up their personnel. I, I don't I don't know what else there is to do. They're going to get into games like this if they're lucky. If they're not, they're going to get blown out. That That's really the difference. What team are they going to just whip? You know, who do you see on the schedule they're going to kill? I Tennessee played a lot better. Tennessee. I thought it was Will- going to be Tennessee. Will Levis, I I think when you watch that game back, you're going to see it's not quite as great as his stats are going to suggest that it is. But he's I I he's going to be better than Mitch Trubisky is. Yes, we will I figured... we will have yet another game in which the opposing quarterback is better than our own. Yeah, and that's yeah, happened I mean, like every game in the last three years. I, to your point, Neil, I figure short week guy making a second start, defense beats up on this guy. I, I don't know. I, I don't know with this team and big up to new listener uh, uh, marlon nicholson want to jump into your comment 
put Pickett and Deontay on the 49ers or Eagles, and they look like all pros. Mediocrity is tolerated in this organization. Let me let me specify that because I agree with most of it. Mediocrity and expectations are coupled together in this organization. This organization wants to win and compete for championships, but the product looks like this. That won't work. <laughs> like it's that, just that's hard not... to marry the idea that they put this team together and legitimately thought Super Bowl. It's really hard to see <laughs> how they would reconcile that Super Bowl because we, you know, I and I keep in mind I was excited about this team. I really was until we saw that literally nothing had changed. It's the same team. We are having the same discussions. The only difference between you have the win and the loss this week. That's obviously a difference. But my thing was they won four or six to start the year. Do you think they're going to win four or six again? It's more, far more likely in my mind that they lose six straight than it is for them to win four of six. But they're going to have to go on a four of six streak at some point if they want to get anywhere. And then what, what's that to do? To, to earn the right to get blown out by Miami in the first round? That's that's probably what's going to happen if they make the playoffs. So what what's changed? What's different? Nothing. It's the same team. Uh, Robert Cotting. I did watch the Super Bowl Steelers back in the 70s because I actually lived in the area being yeah. born in Pittsburgh. What's, I probably watched do? Make you know, I jealous. probably watched more 70s games than anybody probably on this chat because you couldn't watch them based on how it was set up back in the day. But, but the, I don't the think they had an offensive line that could at least block a damn trap. You know, that running that, backs that's that neither, actually gained yards. I mean, that's neither here nor there because we're playing football in 2023. And right now, we, we all know what we're going to see the next two games against Green Bay and Tennessee. Two short week it's going to be offensive ineptitude yeah they're going to be close ugly games one score technically one score games although today wasn't a one score game and the Steelers will be in it might win it maybe not who knows Flip the Steelers the just kill Tennessee for some reason we don't really know why but Tennessee doesn't beat this team in Pittsburgh um, I picked them to win today, Lance. I don't, well, I don't know, know why. I, I really felt like they should have. Uh, and they, they early they played. I thought they had a, a, a path to success, but they can't overcome mistakes. And that that goes back to the the original point. The offensive line does not make the quarterback any better, and the quarterback is not making the offensive line any better. It doesn't matter what combination of guys it is. It doesn't matter which quarterback it even is, as we saw today. The fact of the matter is none of them lift the others up. And it's a stagnant no offense tide. that goes five drives without scoring like it's their job to do so every single week. Oh, Robert asked, what is Lance style? Lance style is a combination of Pittsburgh, Northside, Manchester, sarcasm, sprinkled with a little bit of positivity and that's what you get that's what land style is it's pittsburgh manchester north side liverpool avenue 
uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. That's what it is. Uh, Twin Cam 88, fire him at Canada. <laughs> we, should, we should get into the officials, too, because I, I feel like that's... Yeah, the, the officiating win, loss, win, lose, or draw in that game, the officiating needs to be brought up. I just wanted to, to clarify the, the penalty that was called on Keanu Neal uh, roughing the passer. It's not a late hit. It's not a, a hit to the head or neck area. The reason he was flagged is because he tackled him. He kind of kept going and he dropped him on the ground. And from one angle, maybe it kind of looks like he dropped his weight onto the quarterback, which is really kind of the big thing they're trying to take away. You fast forward it, a drive. What happened with Kenny Pickett? The only reason they didn't throw a flag on there that's even reasonably acceptable, and it still isn't, uh, would be that they didn't see it. Because there is absolutely no way what happened in that play was was not the very definition of the hit they're trying to take out of the game. You can't drive into the quarterback, roll your hips, drop him on the ground, and land your weight on him. That's why Pickett got hurt. It's not that he's frail. It's not that he took a, a, a big full contact hit. It's that the guy dropped 300 pounds with force on top of his, you know, one side of his body. You're going to get hurt when you do that. And now we get to watch Mitch Trubisky for however long because of that. Shouldn't be allowed. He should have been penalized. They couldn't have seen it. That's the only reason that wasn't called. He will be fined, I'm sure, because something has to happen. You lose a quarterback, something's going to happen. And that's that's where they are. And before we get out of here, make sure you like and subscribe to the program. We got some new people on the program. We got man on the program, a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars coming here, dropping the flag with a do, 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 builder's life. That's a new name. Big up to Ray Martinez. Uh, compromising the defense is in the process. That is uh, a part of it. I want to jump into a couple of comments before we get out of here. Because Gabar has been very active in the comments. Uh, big up to Gabar. And he said the following comment, whatever you want, say whatever you want. Colbert wasn't a genius at the end. Pickett, Harris, Canna, don't. Not happy with the later choices. Horrible OC, average QB is disastrous. Trubisky, garbage. What's your thoughts, Justin, just to play some revisionist history before we get out of here? That's exactly what's your, what what's it your is. thoughts it's, on it's, that? It's, it's revisionist history. I don't know what to tell you at this point. Yeah. It's, that's who they have. Um, it, it has not worked. It, to act as if this is like a, a series of earth-shattering mistakes, I think, is probably overblown by quite a little bit, especially considering what else they put in there. But the fact of the matter is, at this point now, you have to ask where this team is going and it, it, none of it looks good to me. They're not able to win games consistently. They don't have anything of a, a they don't have a fastball on offense. They don't have something they can go to, to run correctly uh, consistently. We saw good things out of them as an offensive unit against the Rams. We didn't see anything good offensively today. I'm going to disagree. Neil. They're, for them. They're, they're spamming change-ups. They ain't got no fastball. Yeah, that's, that's like me saying I throw a changeup. Like everything's a damn changeup, you know? Yes, that's they're spamming changeups. They, they ain't got no fastball. They're working the off-speed pitches around the zone, trying to fool guys and getting guys out. They ain't got no fastball. Uh, and, 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 and Anthony Hardy said it best. They are, are living our fears right now, Coach. Um, and, I, and I think this is a problem before we get out of here. Deontay said the refs made the Steelers lose the game. That might say it all. 
uh, he hey, left look, a number of plays out there. That might say it all. Yeah, I, I hate to tell Deontay, but, buddy, I, I mention this yeah. all the time because I think it's so funny just how oblivious he is to what seems like reality. But <laughs> you left plays on the field. When you Absolutely. go into free agency next year, they're looking at, at the fact that you can't catch a seam route that you practiced all week. You set to have this be your first play against this defense because they're susceptible to it. You didn't make the play. Did the officials screw stuff up in this game? Yes, they absolutely did. That did not cost the game. It would have been 9-6. Will they get that penalty? I, I don't know. Do you want to bet on the Steelers scoring a touchdown from anywhere on the field? I don't. No. But let's just say that they do. <laughs> it, it's They're up 10-9, if that's the case. What of the second half made you think that they were going to take control of this game and suck the air out of the ball the way Jacksonville did. Jacksonville Nothing. was the better team, absolutely better team in the second half. Jackson, and to, to me, yeah. that's really it. It's not the officials. Yeah. And Jacksonville won Mike Tomlin style. That's yep. Jacksonville won a Mike Tomlin style game. Get some turnovers, look very inconsistent on offense, but scratch and claw, make enough plays, Get your requisite amount of field goals. Get that one score. Get out of points here. That, points that, That's that. That's Tomlin style. The Jags won this game in a more Tomlin style than Tomlin style. And let's conclude the show just by jumping into Mike T's comment. Mike T in a place to be uh, is a new coaching staff. The only answer, Mike T, hey, man, I, I, I'm on record. It took me a long time. Hey, man. They got to change this. This is what it is. Mike Tomlin's style is not a championship winning style. It, 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 it is treading. It is 500 style. Um, and until they change that, let's go find Sean, the next Sean Steichen, some other guy from the Shanahan tree that can scheme up some offense where Gardner Minshew can score 30 something points. How about that? Let's go in that direction. Because just, Mike Tomlin style, nah, it's nah. that that's that's the thing. It it's not, it doesn't work. We can see that clearly. But more than anything, if you don't do it at the end of this season, what faith do you have that it's going to change? So you'd be in the same spot the next season. That's two years from now. Where are you going to be? What's done by that point? You're entering kind of the the, the beginning of the twilight of of Minka Fitzpatrick. You're not going to get Superman TJ Watt performances. If the team doesn't have TJ Watt, I mean, in all, in all honesty, I'd make a vote for him for MVP just because of this. This team wouldn't win games if not for Watt. I thought he did it again. He got the big sack that knocked him out of field goal range. That could have given them the momentum to come back and tie the game. It would have started with that sack. Of course, the offense can't do it, but he does stuff like that every single game. You're going to lose him by the time you bring in a new coaching staff. Then what do you have? Okay. I don't want to make this into, do we have a quarterback or not? You can't possibly tell me they have a quarterback right now. It, whether they will in a year from now, I, I don't know. That's not for me to say, but it seems to me like you're, you're better off kind of getting ahead of this rather than waiting. I, it, it, I, I'm not even necessarily saying Mike Tomlin is a bad coach. I'm just saying this clearly needs to go in a different direction. <laughs> It, this isn't time. working. It's the same yes. team. You're it's spending time. an enormous amount, an enormous amount of money on your defense that has to do everything to win. 
You're drafting a bunch of offensive guys that don't seem to have any clue what they're doing. This isn't all on the offensive coordinator. I just, it's to time. me, right now, if they're seven and ten, which wouldn't surprise me if they finish, I I hope it, for just for me, I hope what happens is Mike Tomlin says it's time to to step aside. And I'm going to get me, on with my life's work, yeah, and hopefully yeah. for him, because if you've ever talked to the man and listened to the man, you want him in this spot. He takes twenty five million dollars a year and becomes a studio analyst because he is a phenomenal speaker, great storyteller, very engaging. It would be nice to see him, you know, be able to kind of relax and live a little bit on what he's doing, but that's not him. He's a ball coach. Um, I don't think any of that's going to happen. I don't know whether they'll fire him or not. Well, before we get out of here, I'm going to respectfully disagree with Benny Griffin blaming Tomlin as lazy journalism. Well, you have not listened to this show for years because it has taken years for me to get to the point where I blame Tomlin. I am putting, probably and putting Tomlin been. on the same level as the offensive coordinator, as if we need to blame one person is equally, if not more so lazy. Okay. Yes, exactly. Second, this isn't journalism. This is two guys talking about the team. Exactly. Third, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're watching, yeah. but Mike Tomlin is not above blame. Okay. Yes. Absolutely oh, no. That's lazy more than anything. That, that's, yeah. I like this guy and I don't want it to be his fault. Yes, that's why exactly. I'm blame Canada. Like he's it, responsible. It yeah. The head coach is in charge that, of the team. He's responsible for the product that's on the field. And right exactly. now, the product ain't good enough. And with that, nope. I want to thank all of you for chiming in, Benny. Remix. Hit me up on Wednesday. It's going to be interesting next week because of the Thursday game. We'll probably give you back-to-back shows. We'll give you a Wednesday show, and we'll give you a Thursday show. Well, we'll give you another one of these. Hopefully not. Hopefully it'll be a victory on Thursday. Prime time in Pittsburgh. It'll it'll flip. Yeah, man. I I love this discourse. Thanks, Benny, for hopping in. Thanks, Remix. Thanks for everybody new that's hopped into the program. Mike T in the place to be. Raw Havana. The word is getting out there. I love it when we get some high caliber uh, guys coming in. Thank you. Thank you. And I might be bugging Remix. It's possible. We all bug out. In fact, to take it seriously, we're only bugging. I mean, I just had to throw out that little hip-hop reference from, uh, I think, 1985. Of course, that dates me. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Go Steelers.